0: The pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. Well, good afternoon, folks. On this, uh, seems like we are going to have a little bit. As you just heard, the forecast inclement weather coming our way. But good afternoon. It's the John DePietro Show right now on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. We are live at 12.06. It's Wednesday, December 8th. And this portion of the program, folks, they is- are flying right now. Oh, good. Let me just respond. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. Um, P- I am so happy. P- How about this? PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. They have sold out. The six to nine foot trees, but they do carry the balsam fraser. So nothing tall left. That's quite all right. Looks like, now we've waited, looks like the uh, independent tree this year is going to be small in nature. But that's, I don't think that's a problem. But uh, they do have the balsam fraser, Folks, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, they have everything you need. Stop it and see the Rhode Island's number one garden center. Potted live trees, custom handmade wreaths. 10 inch, 60 uh, inches in size. They have Christmas swag. Mistletoe. Mistletoe. Hanging baskets, roping, cut greens. Uh, Custom-made original birdhouses make a great gift. How about the sleighs? Custom-made from a local artist. They're fantastic. Decorations, pots, cemetery baskets, Christmas crafts, plus gift certificates. They're open seven days a week. The service is phenomenal. The quality, it's the best. It's the only place I go. It's PR, Landscape Materials, and Garden Center. The service is great. Family, business. This is where you want to get everything Christmas. You can get some nice, original, unique gifts there. And the family are just terrific. And I'm glad they're having a great season. You can find them on Facebook. But they are located right off of Route 4. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Stop in and see them. Now, folks, visit the website, depetro.com. By the way, good afternoon. Everybody tuning in on Facebook Live. So please share that you're watching. We are using the new page. If you go to the normal Facebook page, John Depietro Show, you will see the links to the new one r i one news so we are using that we're playing we're experimenting a little bit so far it's so so far so good i believe we're going to be doing facebook live a little bit later that's the plan depending on the weather from outside of the situation with the nilo hotel of which i've been getting some some information about that and i'm going to um, pass that along to you but folks this portion of the john dipetro show is brought to you by the Inn. You know, this is a great place for lunch, dinner, drinks in the lounge, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. Big bar, the Coesed Inn, and there's a link on the website to Petro.com. Good afternoon to everybody on uh, Facebook Live. So I want to just start off, you know, when I, I um, we were so busy working on the story regarding the reward for the poor Maya who was shot and killed uh, in in Providence, and the announcement of the one hundred thousand dollar reward, largest reward in state history. People with information leads to the rest of the conviction. Whoever is responsible for that crime, I will have more on that as the week goes along. I think um, I think I have a very good working theory of what happened. I will lay out the evidence for it. Uh, we've been on the scene, as many of you know. We've spent a lot of time in the streets talking to different people. I, I believe that this is a solvable crime. I think the person I believe, person that committed it, is local. Uh, it's gang related. We'll we'll get into it, kind of lay it out. It's it's um, you know the 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 events as they took place. It, it was you know I hate, but it's like a perfect storm. And before I talk about the homeless situation um, in Warwick, and I don't blame those people. Um, but let me, let me just say this is the, uh, I come back to, and I want to be very clear, I, I come back to that situation with poor Maya, Maya Brophy-Bearman, 24 years old from Warwick. Uh, she just turned 24 in July, and then she was tragically drive-by shooting August 1st killed. I want to come back to that, you know, uh, I, I'm just going to say that the city council and the mayor. When they disabled the gang database in the city of Providence. Now, Pawtucket also has a gang problem. So it could have been a gang member from Pawtucket. I have every reason to believe this was gang related. So it was either, you know, they have two gangs in Pawtucket. One is Bucket West, Bucket East. And then you have a number of Providence gangs. But the fact that the Providence City Council, Alorza, you know who else was, was part of that? Was that... Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos, uh, she was on the city council, that Cat Kerwin and the rest of them. They disabled the gang database and said to the Providence Police Department, you're no longer to refer to these people as gang members. Don't keep information about it. Folks, if you've ever seen, you know, whether it be The Sopranos or different, you know, when they, they've been films or television programs about the inner workings of organized crime, you know, when you you go into, um, which I have been, uh, but it was a while ago, but you go into an FBI office and they, they did have an area where here's the boss, right? And then they have the, the captains, capos, and then the who the soldiers are. And there's a, a very distinct chain of command, very distinct chain of command. Actually, during Operation Plunderdome, the FBI, they even had Cianci at the top. And then they had his two captains are Capos, which were uh, Art Coloyan and then also Frank Correnti, and then some of their their underlings because they were treating it as a what, what it was, which was basically a criminal enterprise. So, but think of this, the, the same thing happens in gangs. The same situation. There are leaders of the gang. There are people that are higher up in others. The fact they made the police disable that is is still just, I don't think they have fully uh, felt the wrath of of the public or the media in in doing that. So that will be a little bit later in the week. But I really want to talk about this situation. The homeless situation is so out of control at this point. Now, part of it is laziness from members of the media. Part of it is laziness from members of the media. For instance... I heard someone saying, you know, to a member of the media, these people that – this is a complete political stunt, as we talked about, I believe, last hour with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. But Senator Mendez and these other people sleeping outside the tent statehouse for a week, and now a storm is coming. Well, I'm going to go inside that a little bit, and no one – I will say this. The media you know, once again, folks, dropping the ball on it. We're going to expose it. But it says right in the article, for anyone that's not too lazy to read, the story that was posted last night on the Boston Globe. Very in-depth article about it and how this, this Cynthia Mendez has decided she's going to try to, quote, like live like a homeless person. But what they do is they time out, they they use the restroom at the Providence train station. This was posted last night. Any responsible media person would know about the blanking story. And then she goes to a friend's house to warm up, use Wi-Fi, blah, 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 shower. Um, But they they wake up each morning, they go to the Providence train station to the bathroom and wash up. They also use the Providence train station at night. She also says, "Boy, I have complete consideration and uh, real, uh, I new appreciation for the people that keep the station clean." You have a state senator who's using it and camping out there. I want to also point out. She also puts, um, she has to schedule her bathroom visits while the station's open at night. Sometimes I can't brush my teeth until I get to a friend's house. Well, I want to just come back to the fact that. Um, the only reason she's not arrested and they're allowing them to camp out at the state house uh, is because she is a state senator. So I'll say this about this this political stunt that they're pulling at the state house: No one should cave to it. No one should cave to it. Uh, she is searching for to make herself like a cause. And the amount of people that are affected by this are very low. Now, I'm going to once again play. For those that are unfamiliar with what's happening, Crossroads, Rhode Island, you know, I I question the work they're doing. And I recognize, I want to be very clear, I recognize the Crossroads, the way they're treated in the media is that you're not even supposed to question them. And they're seen as these, oh, these incredible people. Now, first of all, the CEO of Crossroads is very, very high paid. Very, very high paid head of Crossroads is number one. So that's number one. Number two. So. In order to justify that, you need a lot of homeless people in the system. So the Nilo Hotel, I'm going to tell you things the rest of the media won't tell you. Either they're lazy, ignorant, or they just, they, they don't want to report that type of thing because it's not politically correct. But the Nilo Hotel is near Warwick Mall. Why, why is that significant? The Crossroads is using the Nilo Hotel and their hotel rooms. Why is that significant? Because the homeless people, there's 150 to 200 of them. Now, in that group, there are uh, sex offenders. There are criminals. There are people that have been convicted of a burglary that are, that are staying there and terrorizing the neighborhood. There are a rapist. That's who's staying there. Take a guess where they then go all day. They're hanging out in the food court at the Warwick Mall. Because the way a shelter works, if you ever go by Crossroads, the old YMCA in Providence, late afternoon, you see them all lining up. They have to leave in the morning, and then you can come back later afternoon, early evening. And what they do is then they just they panhandle and play around downtown, and then they go back there. Well, in Warwick... um. You know, some of them could take the bus to go downtown. They get a free bus pass. But a lot of them now, they just hang out all day in the Warwick Mall food court. And I've heard from uh, business people at Warwick Mall, it's affecting business. People want to go Christmas shopping. Suddenly, there are these homeless people that are there. And they're, you know, they're using the restrooms at Warwick Mall almost to, you know, wash themselves up. One person said that. Uh, he took his father. Uh, I got an email uh, from uh, Evan, I think. He took his father to go Christmas shopping at Work Mall. They had to use the restroom. And they go in, and there's a guy, homeless guy, who's staying at the Nilo Hotel. He's in his underwear in the bathroom, and he's, he's using the sink to wash his clothes. So now someone may say, oh, that poor man, hey, time out. <laughs> this was supposed to be, you know, it's like a shopping experience. So that 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 is. But here's the other thing. Now, I received this email from Robert. Robert is uh, a landlord. Dear one, I'm going to send you this email because I know you're going to be the only one that will truly report it. I have sent this to other members of the media and they ignore it. We have in the city of work three what we call studio Bare basic apartments that we normally rent to people that are down in their luck. I will tell you that I do this in memory of my grandmother who initially owned the property. We don't make a lot of money off it. we charge and he puts parentheses I mean bare bones 250, 300 a month but they get a cot and they get their own bathroom. Three units of this according to Robert. And he's saying where, but he's asking me not to reveal where. Three of the tenants that used to pay him rent and sleep there, they live there. Very bare-bone studio apartment. In the last year, they're not doing that because they're living for free through Crossroads, Rhode Island at Nilo Hotel. Robert puts two of them have said that they even left their part-time jobs they had that they had to do to earn the rent because they can live for free at NILO. So one of them asked if they could keep their belonging in his garage. He said, no, he didn't want to be responsible for it. Then said, that's okay. We have a place we can store it. So Crossroads, Rhode Island, they are expanding, taking over space, getting grants. They have their own cottage industry. They This landlord was renting very low income, it sounds like, you know, almost a cold water flat, basic studio apartment, 250 to 300 a month to some of these people down on their luck in memory of his grandmother. The people that were living there and paying him the 300 a month rent, and I think he goes on, it's kind of long to say that sometimes they'd be late or he'd let them go, they didn't quite have it, what have you. But now <laughs> they're not even staying there and paying because they're living for free at the hotel. Now they just ask, can we just store our stuff in your garage? Cause then they have to they have to vacate the shelter. Do you see like no one talks about that? No one talks about that. A lot of these homes so up at the state house, I don't blame these people in the Warwick neighborhood outside of Nilo. They're breaking into the homes around the hotel because those people, they have to let's Let's, let's try to imagine why they have to leave during the day. That's right. They have jobs. So they leave during the day. And the homeless people standing out there with free coffee from Cumberland Farms before they go to hang out at the food court at Warwick Mall. And this other man that had sent me an email, I have it, Frank, I think. He said he always gets uneasy as they're watching him as he backs out of his driveway. And they can tell he's leaving for the day. And what happens? They break into his house. You know, this is, but no one can say anything about uh, Crossroads. Oh, no, 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 no. No, no, no. You can't say anything negative. What's her name? Santilli. What a racket. I think, I don't remember exactly when. I think the CEO, Karen Santilli, President CEO, Karen Santilli. You know what? I I normally, I'm I'm not going to, I normally don't do this, but I'm going to just do it even though we're will lie, but I am uh, pretty sure, so, um, oh, good, uh, I'm pretty sure she, I remember it was in the news just how much she she makes, and I want to, you, you'd be shocked, but see, the, pr- the problem is, uh, then it becomes the more homeless people that there are, the more grants they get, and then the higher, the, uh, there we go, salary. Yeah, Karen Santilli, 212000 You know, that was in 2016. That was in 2016. Karen Santilli, they have a full racket going. Oh, yeah, nonprofit. Uh, you know, I'll bet she's up to 250000 So, phew, what an absolute, total revenue. 17 million expenses, 12 million. This is this is a business that they're running. The more homeless people that they can deliver, the more people that they can say are truly living on the street, the more money they make. So, you know, and I, Karen Santilli, yeah, over 200 grand. Michelle Wilcox, over 200,000. Uh, Lori Devlin, close to 200,000. Uh, are they, all these people with six figure incomes, salaries at crossroads. Now, listen, I want to be, um, I want to be very clear about something. And folks, I'm going to, no, I'll, I'll touch on it now. Um, listen, I have raised money for the homeless over the years. Uh, I've raised money for Amos house. I, I want to be very clear. You know, it's a dicey situation. When you start to go down this path, let alone the time of year that we have, it doesn't mean you're unsympathetic. Here's a situation. You know, years ago, let's just say there was a house fire. And then those are people that are truly homeless, right? House fire, their house is burnt, all their belongings gone. Well, you know, thank God now there are emergency services set up. There's the Red Cross and others. And they, you know, and and there are people that we, we have nothing. We have our our car and we have nothing else. And those are people that I would view as truly homeless. They put them in. I will also say this. My um, because I used to talk about homeless. My former colleague, Arlene Violet, and she um, one time told a story. I'll give her credit that she there was a man that at one point was, I, I believe, very successful and in banking and this man suffered a terrible tragedy. He had a young child, in, and I don't remember exactly, I don't know, but something happened to the child. And he developed a drinking problem because uh, he was so distraught over it. And then his drinking problem lost him, to left his, jo- leave his lo- he's lost his job. And then he was basically living on the street, you know, a lost soul. Now, I, I was in that particular situation. I, of course, you'd want a safety net to help those people. The churches, for years, try to help those type of people, but you know, I, let, let, you have that. But then, then let's look at today. You have people that there's the the businesses are filled with help wanted signs. You have people, healthy adults. I'm not talking about people not. All people that are homeless or choosing to be homeless, not all of them, have drug problems. Not all of them have mental health problems. Some of the people are starting to say, you know, in the summertime, it's not that bad. I've interviewed them. It's not that bad. You know, your time is your own. This one man that I interviewed, and um, they had a, a homeless encampment on the 195 land before they cleared it. And then they had a full camp set up. And they knew places where you could get free coffee in the morning, shelters where you got free breakfast, place you could go and take a shower, brush your teeth, get your clothes, you know, wash your clothes, laundromat, whatever. They had horseshoes set up. They'd have a fire into the night. It was it was like a party. I remember these men telling me they just and they were older. They were, uh, you know, I I don't know exactly how old, but like over forty five early but anyhow they were saying they one man said he said i haven't felt this free since i was a teenager i just feel free and he had a little bit of i forget how he got some monthly money and he had a post office box and uh he said i just feel totally free i don't have to go to a job i don't have to worry about rent i don't have to worry about buying food i i don't have to i just you know he said the feeling when you get up And you go and you, you know, they have money and they go and get a McDonald's breakfast. And the whole day is in front of you. And he'd like to read and he would like to hike. He'd like to fish. And he's felt, you know, not so bad. It was better than he hated his job, hated his boss, hated the landlord, seemed to hate a lot of people. But. But, you know, those people, so this whole business of how dare you and these poor homeless people. If you come to in in Los Angeles, there are 63,000 homeless people. Obviously, the weather's a much better. San Francisco, there's thousands of homeless people. Now, in Rhode Island, they're trying to say, you know, this is terrible. They, They refuse to accept the fact that there are some people that. And these are people, by the way, the ones that I was interviewing, the homeless that came in. I still have the video on YouTube. I'll, I'll resend it and put it out and post it. I'm playing. Uh, they, they play horseshoes. I was playing homeless horseshoes with them. They have a clothesline, full tent. People are always donating food and water. They even set up a mailbox because people put in donations in plenty of people that do that. You know, the thing about that is when people would make a donation, five bucks, ten bucks, whatever. The people just felt good. But these people, the man that I interviewed, he had a, a weapon, a knife. You couldn't bring that into a shelter. One of the guys in the homeless came had a gun. Can't bring that into a shelter. They had a dog. One of the guys with him, his friend, he enjoyed having a dog. You can't bring a dog into the shelter. And, you know, I don't know if times have changed, but they, they used to like to bone up at night. They, they smoked a lot of pot, and you can't bring drugs or booze into a shelter. So, or at least you can't do it out in the open. So they liked that. So they felt, you know, I just don't want anyone hassling me. I'd rather be in my tent and I have my dog and I bone up. And if I have to, I'll go. I'd rather stand at a corner for two hours, getting some money to get some booze than having to go to an office and blah, blah, blah. That's it. They don't have a car. I think one of them even had a car. But. Uh my and he was like a higher echelon, homeless. Oh my goodness, got his own car to sleep in. But my point is, so these people at the State House, what are they accomplishing? What are they accomplishing? Nothing. They're not accomplishing. I don't think they're accomplishing anything. And the more that you say we need to put all these people up at hotels, they're not even looking at the fact that there are people that are saying, you know, normally. I pay 400 a month, and it's not great, but keeps me off the street and so forth. And then those people are saying, wait a minute, 400 a month. If they put me up for free at a hotel, a hotel, hotel, you get your own bathroom, hotel of those windows that keeps out. I mean, it's hotel living, a hotel. Plus, I get the extra 400 a month. I don't have to pay this guy because... He set up a low-income cold water flat above his garage. I can buy a lot of booze and drugs for 400 a month. They, they don't even recognize that. And Crossroads, Crossroads never, if Crossroads, if they ended the homeless problem, what happens to the CEO of Crossroads? She loses her $250,000 a year salary. They never want homelessness to end. They want it to increase The more homeless people there are, the more grants they get, the more resources they get. And there's so many people that are donating food. What I think is just outrageous is the amount of, this easily could be, if you want to stay here, you have to have a job. You know what's also ironic is as these homeless people are camping out all day at Warwick Mall, uh, over in Warwick Mall, those retailers they all have homeless uh, help wanted signs up so they're sitting in the food court and all listen if you want to sit there all you have to do is you have to buy something so they go they get a coffee or they go to a, you know whatever that's some of the things buy a hot dog a couple bucks sometimes people buy it for them and then they just can sit there all day put their bags down but but no one is saying huh You have homeless people sitting in the food court of work mall all day, and they're surrounded by businesses that have help wanted signs, restaurants that need help in the kitchen, everything. Like, no one, that's, that's, I just break off. Like, no one thinks, huh, maybe those people should be there instead of just hanging around all day. I think it's terrible. I do. And and do I, I want to be very clear. Yes, of course, there should be safety nets. For people that are vulnerable. There are people. There are people that develop drug problems. There are. Thanks to people like CVS that started peddling OxyContin and got all these people hooked on opioids. There are people that have drug problems. There are people that go through terrible tragedies. Or have have gone through things in their life that had forced them to just uh, uh, be abandoned. And basically be on the street. So you need safety nets like that. I know of someone that used to get very angry. He was a friend of mine. He used to get so angry because there was a time in his life he developed a very bad drug problem. He was, uh, l- you know, he was living on the streets. He was, uh, it doesn't matter. But it, he, he then, you know, got sober, straightened him out or got rid of his drug problem. And he turned his life around. And I completely agree. There are, there are, you need safety nets. But what people are not identifying... Is there are people that are permanently becoming homeless and it gives them the right because you're not supposed to criticize the homeless. And it's, you know, you, people are, you know, people get very defensive if they start to criticize the homeless. No one will identify that there are people that are starting to take advantage of the system. There are. There are people that don't want to get a jerk. They don't, uh, don't want to get a job. They don't want to be gainfully employed. And they're, they're finding ways To say it's not great, but it's not bad. At least I don't have to work as long as I can make it through the night and as long as I can get a hot meal and I know where I can go take a shower and I know where I can get free health care and I get extra change and money. Some of them have disabilities, so they get some money a month and I can get booze and drugs. You know, again, not great, but I'll take it. I, I enjoy the freedom. So, no one will talk about that. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by The CBD Store. Stop it and see Michael, 1845 Post Run Warwick. I am uh, just one of his biggest fans. They're right off of 95, right across from Airport Plaza. The CBD Store, 1845 Post Run Warwick. You want to, if you're like me and sometimes you get wound up at night, try one of these Delta 8 gummies. You only need even a half or even less. You sleep tremendous. What they offer are natural products that help people, whether you're fighting stress, anxiety, uh, pain management, seizure, stop in. They also, believe it or not, have hemp and CBD for your pets. So I'm holding up for those on Facebook Live. We started giving some little droplets to little young Rumsfeld, who's 15 years old in human years, uh, 105 dog years, right, times seven. And um, and it's incredible how much it is soothed that helps his, his hind legs. If you pop in to The CBD Store, 1845 Post Road Warwick, right off of 95, you can find them on Facebook, The CBD Store. If you do that and mention, you got it, the John DePietro Show, 25% off. And they have all kinds of things that are all natural to keep you healthy. Pop it and see Michael at... The CBD store. Folks, again, I will encourage you to visit the website. We have a lot of unique stories up, plus the shop. Plus, if you ever miss an episode, you can check it out. Uh, um, dipetro.com. And remember, depetro.com, which is brought to you by Brood Awakenings. Discover the Brood difference. Third, um, um, Johnston location is open. I'm going to call David next hour. And then also you have uh, two locations in Johnston, one in Cranston, Pontiac Avenue, Bald Hill Road, and then the new one right in downtown Providence, 100 Westminster. Discover the brew difference. Fresh ingredients, very cozy environment. They have such a great crowd. I love the people there. The food's delicious. Uh, Delicious cappuccino. And, and they also have um, just delicious, delicious, fresh food, breakfast sandwiches, lunch sandwiches, whether it's breakfast, lunch or just meeting up with someone in the afternoon. Stop in and uh, see them. But I, um, you know, there's a couple of things with this this homeless situation in, in the city of Warwick and what crossroads, crossroads. We have people all over. I, I feel bad for the people in that neighborhood um, near the Nyla Hotel because it has just turned there. Neighborhood upside down, and you know it also has made them kind of skittish, where they feel funny and un- people feel uncomfortable, uh, even criticizing the fact. And in the and the the, the pro- one of the problems is um one of the problems is is also just the fact that people will start attacking people if in fact they even mention. Uh, but I don't. Um, I I don't. I I don't. Uh, I don't agree with the fact that they. Um, boy, that's interesting. Why Why don't these reps let these homeless people stay at the state house? Um. <laughs> first of all, again, if it was anyone else, they'd be arrested in in staying at. The Rhode Island State House, the the Matt Brown people, who's running for governor, he and his lieutenant governor um, candidate or lieutenant governor candidate, they they're using this as this issue. I I you know Dan McGowan and I discussed it last hour. I I just don't. It, it's just it, I don't think it's it's a winning issue. I, I just don't see it as a winning issue. But I'll tell you one of the things that people. Them sleeping out at the state house? No, I I don't think that's something that uh, is is resonating or or working um, w- with the public. But but terrorizing the neighborhood and then trying to embarrass these people. Um, and Matt Brown, a snowstorm is coming. Hundreds of people need shelter. What would you do if it was your loved one sleeping outside tonight? you know, all of these selfies they're doing and laughing and it's a big pajama party up there and blah, blah, blah. They're not accomplishing anything. These people are playing homeless and that's not a solution. Well, then they should. And now they're getting media attention as if, you know, they're like media heroes in some ways. I completely fundamentally disagree. But watch how people will start to go after the people in this neighborhood near the Nilo Hotel. Neighborhoods uh, raise crime concerns. Well, they're, they're breaking into their homes. They're breaking into their homes as these people, you know, think about that. They go off to work and then these people, that crossroads are putting up. They uh, stay behind and then they break into their homes while they're at work. How, how is that fair? And then never mind the children at the playground as these people are then talking to them i want to hear this is the nbc 10 story i give credit to brian crandall who i think is a good reporter was right there and um he 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 did a very in-depth report in talking with many of the neighbors that are even hesitant to give out their names
1: here we go Dan and Emily, the Nilo Hotel here behind me near the Warwick Mall began its third stint as an emergency place for the homeless to stay during the pandemic early last month. In November, neighbors say they were caught off guard and argue that their living conditions have now been negatively impacted there has been several drug deals going on in front of the house Brittany who does not want her face shown lives nearby so the concern is is that they are out very late at night they walk by our house several times they're seen looking in you know in the yards they're looking at the cars um, the bus stops are a huge concern they're walking by sometimes they're trying to talk to the children no one wants to go outside. Um, it's just it's not the same other neighbors who did not want to go on camera they say for fear of retaliation tell me things like they're living in fear that there needs to be accountability for the program at the hotel a woman whose house was broken into back in the spring says it was scary and that people are constantly watching out for themselves another woman crying told me she can't walk out of her house now that homeless people say offensive things to her that the neighborhood is a slum now and she can't wait to move the program to shelter the homeless at Nilo is run by Crossroads Rhode Island through a contracts with the state.
0: People have the right to be safe. And to have a safe place to shelter until we can get them housed, and we're going to do everything we can to keep the environment safe.
1: A different provider ran the program last winter. Crossroads boss Karen Santilli says they have 24/7 staff at Nilo and support services on site. As for whether there's more crime because of the homeless being there, so far since we've been there, that has not been our experience. Warwick police tell me they have not seen a noticeable increase in crime at Nilo, though they are still looking through the numbers to see if there's been a spike in the neighborhood. There's related to the homeless people now staying there. They've gotten nuisance calls, like for public urination, but most calls they say have been to just check out the area. There's bad apples in every bunch. Wayne Samuelian has been staying in the hotel for the past week. Uh, As you know, we're in a housing crisis right now, and there are some individuals that need this extra help. Neighbors I talked to expressed this sentiment. I have nothing against homeless, and I have nothing against crossroads. The issue I have is that they put this in a residential neighborhood. There's children over here. There's women home alone who don't feel comfortable going outside. And the rebuttal to that from crossroads? We have
0: shelters all around the state where there are neighborhoods. I don't understand. I think it's fear and ignorance.
1: The state contract with Crossroads to help the homeless here at NILO runs through March. The $3 million contract is paid for by the Federal Emergency Management Agency as part of a program that's also in place in other parts of the country. I'm Brian Frandlin.
0: See, the more that they can, that's a good report. You know, this whole business of um, people have a right to feel safe. What about the people in the neighborhood? And that... Um, See, here we go. I'm I'm looking right now on Twitter. Buff Chase, the president, said he's giving $25,000 to the new Healthy, Safe Providence Fund. Well, you know, all these people, oh, isn't that terrible? Crossroads receives $500,000 to begin homelessness intervention. How about that? Holy cow. And the CEO of... Crossroads. The CEO is paid well over two hundred thousand a year. How about that? <laughs> so the more people that are homeless, the more uh, several people have six-figure incomes. So this this whole business um that you know they they're so noble is it, is just the more homeless people that they can get um several uh others that work there make uh, six figures in salary. I want to read, um, I'm not going to say the author, although I know who it is. Folks, again, you're listening to the John DiPietro Show, AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the program, I'm going to read that, is brought to you by Propane Plus. I want to tell you about my friend, the Johnson family. Folks, Propane Plus, heating and cooling. They have two locations. One happens to be in Rehoboth, and the other is in East Greenwich, serving Rhode Island. Propane Plus. P-R-O-P-A-N-E, Propane Plus, heating and cooling. Call them at 885-4209. You can also find them online. Leading full service provider of propane. And not only that, but I want to make sure that people understand that with Propane Plus, uh, it's, remember, it's affordable. It's energy for everyone. It's sustainable, equitable. It's good for the environment. And it's even now renewable. Propane Plus, Tim Johnson and his family, they are so knowledgeable. Make the switch to propane locations in East Greenwich and Rehoboth. Uh, call them today in Rhode Island at 401-885-4209 or in uh, Massachusetts, 508 252 3359. Let me read this um, email that I did receive. Um, let's see. Dear one as a person who spent over a year homeless, working homeless, in my younger days, infuriates me. Politicians play homeless by camping and knowing you can go home. Camping is not homeless. Having rummaged through dumpsters to find empty milk cartons to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, deal with sickness. Four-degree February nights. Back in the day when I reached out to the state for help as a working white male, when I reached out, all I got was a table for one salute in return. But what sets in is the reality that the only one to help me was me. No one else is responsible to fix my life, which I happily did. Being homeless is no joke. I spent two winters, a spring, summer, and fall. But the criminal risk is a reality of the desperation of being homeless. Anyone who says otherwise is naive. Even my parents had to show their strength to give the tough love it takes. Sometimes, but I'm glad they did. Change doesn't happen overnight. Often, I think too many making a living helping the homeless want to continue to enable, protect their jobs. How many unemployed in this service work make over 30000 a year? probably not too many. Well, you have people at crossroads. This, they, they make over $200,000 a year. Several make $100,000. Now, if you were making, and folks, let's, you know, this is, I really appreciate that email. I'm going to leave the author uh, anonymous. But the, um, let, you know, let, let's just deal in reality here. If if you had a job and you were making $250,000 a year, the more homeless people that you can get into the system, do you ever want it to be solved? Do you ever want it to go away? Right? If you are, you know, and I, I don't know, I'm going to come up with the best analogy, but if, if you were um, uh, an exterminator, what the exterminators want, especially in certain parts of the country, for instance, in, in Florida, those exterminators, they have monthly contracts where they come out and spray. So, Um, Once in a while, for instance, they never want to come out with a product that permanently eliminates the problem because then they're out. Right. Many times in society, a company will manufacture something and then they realize that the problem is the amount they put the product in, it lasts too long so that people never have to go and get another one. So um, I actually experienced that one time and you contact like, this is fantastic. You can't find another one because they stop making it because they want products that you, you know, you, you buy more often. So, but just staying with the homeless situation, uh, the answer is they, they never want it to go away. Why? What? That woman makes 250,000 a year. If the homeless problem gets worse in Rhode Island, she will get closer to making 300000 a year and get more grants and get more power and more people. What they are basically doing is they're taking people. You have people that are living in, you know, maybe they rent a room or they rent a small studio apartment, what have you. And they say and, and those people, by the way, are probably employed. A lot of them are. That's how they come up with the money. But what they say to them is, if you don't work, I can put you up for free if you go through my program. And then you don't have to have that job. So and then you have the worker shortage. To me, it all kind of ties in. Again, I am not saying there aren't examples where you say, you know, they do good work and a lot of people go into it for the right reasons. I think where Crossroads is located is a major problem for downtown Providence. And now you have a problem. I don't blame the people in that neighborhood. Right? They don't. That's not why they move there. It's not fair to do to them to put them there. And what is the point of this? Just So they're just going to put them up for the winter. And then in the spring, where do they go? You're not solving the problem. I don't even think you're helping the problem. I don't think you're even looking at the problem. I think what you're doing is... What you're actually doing is you are enabling these people. And I do agree with that email. And it's because it, I think there is a job element to this. If they do this, then th- there's no way that Karen Santilli is uh, going to be knocked out of Crossroads. Crossroads doesn't go to the state in some of these different places. They get the grants and they don't say, you know, we only need less this year because we just don't have as many homeless people. no. Look at L.A., 63,000 homeless. Folks, this portion of the program is brought to you by R.E. Coogan and Heating. You want to talk about hard work? You want to talk about helping out in the community? R.E. Coogan and Heating. Call them today, 401-732-6562. 401-732-6562. It's Coogs. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Gas boiler, oil boiler. Uh, maybe you have a new system or an old system. Maybe you want to make sure it's working officially. Call R.E. Coogan Heating today, 401-732-6562. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable. Remember what Coop says, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. R.E. Coogan Heating, 401-732-6562. Look for them on Facebook and then the website uh, is recooganheating.com well folks again it's twelve fifty-two. i feel for those people in in warwick because it's one of those situations that you know people get fearful they don't want to say anything they don't want to get demonized they don't want these homeless people then going into their yard confronting them in their driveway you know can you imagine some woman is Coming out of her, you know, car to go into her house. And suddenly there's homeless people in her driveway. Did you call and complain? Holy moly. That is just, I think that is very, 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 very unfair. Hey, folks, on this uh, Wednesday, I want to tell you. Now, they're open right now. And you're going to hear me talk about it a lot. But Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. What are you doing for lunch right now? It's 12.53. Ron and Melissa 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. So, number one, they have delicious sandwiches, calzones, uh, all kinds of, and everything is fresh. Ron is just incredible. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Now, they also have some great uh, holiday, um, you know, little cookie, fresh cookie, Christmas cookies, all fresh. They have the Italian candy and Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Get ready. At 12.53, you're going to love this. Uh, I don't know if they're going to have it today, but they're going to have it very soon. Are you ready for this? The Let's Go Brandon Chocolate Donuts. I love it. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Let's Go Brandon Chocolate Donuts at Ron's Pastry Gourmet. I think that is simply brilliant. Stop in and see them easy to get to. Again, you can find them on Facebook, everything fresh, Ron and Melissa, and Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Again, delicious calzones, all different types of, uh, of um, you know, kinds, and, and again, uh, everything, Christmas and delicious, everything is fresh. Ron's Pastry Gourmet, where is this fantastic place? 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. It's Ron's Pastry Gourmet, and in the next two days, they're going to roll out the uh, tremendous Let's Go Brandon chocolate donuts. I love it. I can't wait to uh, show up at a Christmas party uh, with Let's Go Brandon chocolate donuts. I think it's going to be a big, big seller for them. they were also the ones that did the Trump chocolate donuts and uh, Ron and Melissa. They- it's just terrific. By the way, if you need directions want to contact them, just look for them on Facebook. It's Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Folks, remember, we're going till 2 o'clock. You know, next hour, I am going to talk a little bit of um, this situation regarding how about at Fox News Channel where some, uh, hey, when you, when you have these people that keep encouraging Manset's Fox News tree on fire, I mean, that is absolutely horrific and disgraceful. And I don't blame the people for the people at Fox. You know, MSNBC, CNN, um, you know, MSNBC, CNN, Cicilline, always demonizing Fox News Channel, sets the Christmas tree on fire. You know, that that says it all right there. That's a Biden supporter. That's a a mayor of New York. That's an Alorza supporter. That's a progressive. That's a Democrat. How about people like Alorza Cicilline and the progressives celebrating online that a man set fire to the Fox Christmas tree? Fox News Christmas tree on fire. Gee, I wonder who gave them that idea. I wonder who, who inspired them to do that. We know who did that. We know who did that. How about this person? Well, people are talking about that. No, they're talking about what idiots they are for camping out in front of the state house and pretending they're homeless. That's what people are talking about. The selfies, here we are. What a joke. Um, I want to play Harris Faulkner talking about someone trying to burn down the Fox News Channel Christmas tree. Let's go to it. Arson attack on the all-American Christmas tree on our own Fox Square. But no one can burn down the spirit of Christmas or destroy our resilience. A new tree is on the way. It will be brighter and more beautiful than ever. And as we do here on the Faulkner Focus, we share with you every part of our journey.
1: The part where sometimes
0: all right, well, I don't, I didn't know they were gonna play music. You can't play music, and, uh but and also I don't blame the uh, hosts of of. Um, Fox and Friends, who was then, they were also talking spirit. about it. it is about, Here we but go. think about
1: it. Who, to Ainsley's earlier point, who sets a Christmas tree on it's fire? A, it's a tree it, that unites us, that brings us together. It's about the Christmas fan. spirit. It, it is about the holiday season. Yeah. Uh, it's it, about Jesus. It's about Hanukkah. It is about everything that we stand for as a country freedom and being yeah. able to, to worship the way that you want to worship it makes me so mad well it does but it goes to the larger issue of safety and we have been talking for a very long time this city has gone south when it comes to safety we don't feel safe when we come to work in the morning we don't safe when, feel safe when we go home at night it's just one of those things and when you when you look at that symbol and you know so many and we were talking about this yesterday how through the years people thousands hundreds of thousands of tourists have come to new york city to celebrate the christmas season and they walk up and down fifth avenue and our street sixth avenue all we have left and right? they just they, they look at the lights and today there are no lights because somebody burned down our christmas tree i hope we put it back i mean i,
0: I hope so as well folks they are celebrating online too bad they didn't burn down the whole building oh that's nice that's from one of the progressives at the state house huh yeah, they're the people of peace. Too bad that they didn't burn down the whole building. Oh, isn't that very nice? Yeah, these are the people that preach diversity and getting along and the mean Trump people. Don't forget to call Henry Oil, your oil provider this winter season, Four zero one five two one zero two hundred. reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. Henry Oil and online at henryoil.com. Well folks, right now it's 1259. It's John DePetro. Next hour is radio only. Radio only AM 1380. Comes in very strong. Or online at the website. The power hours next. We have a lot more sound to get to. Bring you up to speed. The latest on Governor McKee and also President Biden now talking to the media this morning. So next hour, radio only. I will be doing Facebook Live later about this situation, the homeless invading uh, the city of Warwick. So we're going to break for the one o'clock news. Stay with me right here on The John DePietro Show.